Good morning and welcome to the Preventing Grace podcast. It is January 9th and it's pretty gray and chilly, finally. We have two dogs here. And a bunny. And a bunny. Not our bunny. Yeah, I think we should like really go into the saga of the bunny <laughs> and like... That seems like an important thing. <laughs> I don't know. The whole internet needs to pray for this bunny and more so for the bunny, the owner of the bunny. Yeah. So, so the, a, yeah. The yeah. owner of the bunny, a person in our church whose house burned down before Christmas, and uh, her animals were rescued. She wasn't in a very well state before that right right? she wasn't doing well mentally and physically at all so things were kind of we've been trying to help her and it was difficult and complicated so then her house burned down which wasn't just really did not help things and we took into our house on saint lucy's day her cat whose name was lucy so that was very helpful remembrance to me so lucy the cat has been living in our little girl's room for since St. Lucy's Day over a month now. Or yeah, a month. Yeah. I keep forgetting she's there. She's in, yeah, she's very she quiet. She's very sweet. She does. She's really old, really sweet cat. Uh, but she doesn't like to be with the other cats and the dogs. Okay. Hmm. After Christmas, this person in our church had a, a kind of a breakdown. She was staying in our, we, the church brought, built this apartment onto what we used to be the rectory and made it like a hotel room basically. And so she was for such a time as this, right? Cause the housing authority couldn't find a place for her. So yet. And so we put her in this place. We, this we had, we made it hoping that we'd be able to help people right. in times of crisis right. or just have places to stay when they were visiting town. And so it's been very nice to have this, but she didn't do very well in this room though. Right. So, she finally got accepted into the hospital for a brief time. And the person who's watching her bunny, because, you know, we split up the bunny and the cat, uh, is moving house. And so... Now we have the bunny. The bunny, though, took a sharp turn for the worst. <laughs> That's yeah, why yeah. we've been doing sick bunny care for a week now. And the bunny is in decline and it's completely occupied. It's terrible. All of my it's space. terrible to find. I can't wait. It's crying. It's like, yeah. It cries. It's it, a bunny that weeps. And we can't fix it. We can't. We do can't. It. And we tried to put it. It, it. it didn't get really bad until Friday when all the SPCA yeah. and everything was shut down. It was. It looked like it was getting better, or we wouldn't have just done the weekend we did. Right. So. So if you want to pray, you can pray for. Bella the bunny. Either to have a miraculous cure or Today, to find or some to... merciful way to send her over the rainbow bridge. <laughs> and then also for the owner of Bella the yeah. bunny because she's... I don't want to... I guess that's the bad thing. We didn't... Another, thing, another reason we decided not to do anything before we the weekend is... We the bunny we were, would recover. Yeah. And if we didn't recover, we didn't want to... We I, This person's in a really difficult psychological position and we don't want to make it worse by telling her... If her hey... Your bunny died. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just sort of a trifecta of 
well, or I don't know how many threads there are now of difficult things. So we had, that's totally occupied as they say, my headspace the last week. And I'm worried that it will happen this week as well. So incidentally, I hope this podcast is a little bit shorter because I've actually got to go re-medicate the bunny, but we did have, there are definitely some things that we could talk about like uh, whether or not men and women can be friends. There's an old <laughs> subject that keeps coming it, back. It popped back up on the internet this or on, on the Twitter, I think it was last week, when a woman who identifies as a Christian, <laughs> I think she is, I can't tell. Her, except that her, no, because her profile has pronouns, has her pronouns. Um, but she was saying, she was directing her tweet at Christian married women saying something like that. I'm not trying to take your husband. Yeah, why, 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 why angry that, angry that Christian women who are married were not letting her have one-on-one -on -one time with their husbands. That is that is. what was happening or was she responding to somebody on Twitter who said, hey, back up off of my husband, you single ladies? Well, but no, the or person was, who, the person who wrote that was responding to her right oh okay right okay right. i didn't know the order of events online right. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna go find it now since uh, we did oh, such really? great show prep is it it's on my it's on my twitter somewhere oh well that shouldn't take any time <laughs> i i loved just out of the gate how and i continue to love in this particular conversation if that's what it's called on twitter which it happens regularly this comes up this is a perennial conversation uh is that when people are talking about whether or not men and women can be friends you begin with the use of the word friends but then you quickly sidestep and use other scenarios like can i greet you in the grocery store <laughs> can we meet up right, for coffee right. can we work together so it starts with this big epic friends which no isn't ever usually defined. And then it slides all over the place and lands in, well, we can't even Talk. greet each other. It's like a Jordan Peterson thing. So you're saying yeah, yeah. <laughs> that women and men can't even talk. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> like, you saying. started with this epic word. So here's what here's what the here's the original tweet. Um uh, my married brothers my married brothers in Christ aren't playing with fire by being friends with me or spending time with me one-on-one. -on -one. Okay, so it's not that's... fire. I'm not dangerous. When will my Christians, uh, when my will my sisters, Christian wives, begin to see me as their sister instead of their th a threat to their marriages? Actually, just the way that that's phrased is really creepy. Like one-on-one. <laughs> -on -one. Why? Like okay. So she goes on. She had, she had a whole thread here. Let me read part of it. Yeah, yeah. No, so, uh, I don't want a husband. I don't want your husband. I don't want. Or need time alone with your husband. Well, she just said that. Yeah, um, don't. Nobody cares about your husband but you. <laughs> People are getting straight up hateful about this. Oh, this is a threat she added afterwards. Um, and uh, this is not just about me. Scroll down this thread and see how many single women in the church have experienced the same isolation and rejection for no reason. This is a real problem, and it's bigger than one person or one marriage. Christian sisters means y'all. And I mean, I'm speaking on behalf of single women. Do you regard your single sisters with suspicion? If they strike up a conversation, here's the shift, right? 
if they strike up a conversation with your husband at church or at work, do you feel anger or resentment toward them? Do you see this? Yeah. yeah that, it, uh, so like it started off with, why can't I have one-on-one time with your, with your husband? But then she's like, I don't want one-on-one <laughs> time with your husband. <laughs> right, right, right. But you just said. You just said, I want one time. Yeah. <laughs> you just said it. Um, there is no shame in wanting to be treated like a sister in the family of God. Marriage is important and it is a gift. It is no, not more important than spiritual family. It is situated inside the family of Christ. You can't dishonor one without dishonoring the other. What does that mean? Um, I don't know. What does that mean? I, yeah. Like who's dishonoring what? And the notion, the, the notion that brothers and sisters in the body of Christ need to avoid each other is based on wicked. Wait, there's a shift again. You avoid, avoid each other, each other right? Which right uh, is wicked is based on wicked lies, and it harms all us all. We're family, and we ought to act like it. The point of this whole thing was to pose the question: Why are single women seen as dangerous? Um, I don't know because you're kind of flailing all over the place. So I don't want my. <laughs> so I, mean, <laughs> I don't know, man. What? Up, Christian marriage exists within the family of God, not apart from it. If someone believes their marriage is a thing separate unto itself rather than part of the larger family, they have a faulty view of it. That means that married couples who are part of the body of believers um, affect every party of, part of it. Yes, every part. And then she quotes First Corinthians twelve twenty six. Conversely. Both the marriage and the humans in the marriage need the whole body of Christ. Yes, every part. First Corinthians twelve, verse twenty-one. To say I don't need you, well, this is really becoming... yeah, it, like it really escalated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to say I don't need you or we don't need you to a believer who is part of your fellowship is to go against Scripture. To say that you conduct yourself within your marriage is, uh, I'm sorry, to say that your brothers and sisters have no say in the way you conduct yourselves within your marriage is foolishness. Your marriage affects them and vice versa. It's impossible for it not to do so. That means your marriage contributes or detracts from the health of the body as a whole. It's not an island unto itself. The spiritual bond you share with your brothers and sisters precedes your marriage, encompasses it, and will continue into eternity after death do we part. Knowing this, we ought not to disregard or dishonor the family of God. It deserves our honor and care. That being said, if your response to a sister's confusion and pain over being regarded as a threat without any cause is to come out um, arms swinging with stay away from my husband rather than to lean in and ask more questions, <laughs> ask yourself and Jesus why that is. It's not her. <clears throat> uh, swing with stay. Uh, I'm sorry, it's not her. To demand that brothers and sisters avoid each other in order to avoid the appearance of sin is only in, again. It's a shit. No one said that. Um, is not only an incorrect application of scripture. It's the opposite of how Jesus lived. This is how people. And she quotes cites much of scripture. Here. This is how the people of the world behave in their marriages. Possessive, territorial, suspicious. This is not how we ought to be with each other. A litmus test for your consideration is. The behavior reaction safeguard you're proposing regarding marriage is it consistent with how Jesus treated others and considered of the spiritual family? Again, this is not how the world functions in their dealings. In the world, marriage is an in, end in, in itself, and it exists only for the couple inside of it. You are called to be different. <laughs> so all that. So that's, let me spend one on one time with your, with your husband. That's so <laughs> That's so confused. That's yeah. so much stuff. Yeah, there's like a, there's thrown one at there. the kitchen sink, right? Or thrown the kitchen sink at this particular thing. I mean, the, the I mean, okay. So the response to this, the one that got everyone upset, was I, I'll see you as a sister when you respect my marriage by not wanting to spend time with my <laughs> husband one on one and speak to send this seek to spend time with my family as a whole. 
but depicting my marriage is important. I'll be darned if I play nice with a woman more interested in time with my husband than me. <laughs> <laughs> That's yep. pretty good. That's yeah. a pretty good response. Why? I mean, it's just, it's kind of weird. I mean, I, I don't understand why when I was a single man in my twenties, I never, I just didn't think, Oh, Hey, my friend's wife. <laughs> I really, I really want to be totally tight with her. I want to, I want to, okay, I want to spend so some time with her. That's... And if my friend gets in the way, he's not a Christian. He's violating first Corinthians 12. <laughs> so you better let me go with your wife out to eat. I'm taking her out to eat tonight. <laughs> Are you a Christian even? Um, I can't remember what I was going to say. No, you can't come. <laughs> I don't want you there. She doesn't want you there. We're devo- we're working on our friendship. Why do you seem he's a threat? <laughs> What's wrong with you? That's the thing. Because the original tweet was so loaded with like, it wasn't, it wasn't a sort of neutral. I would really, I have, you know, why don't we hang out? Yeah, as a couple, me, you, and your husband. Or, or it wasn't. It, it was. It sounded threatening. The yeah. original tweet sounded threatening. <laughs> so then, to pivot to, you're not even a Christian. Is <laughs> pretty fantastic. So I, I, what I like is that no one ever defines what they were mean by friend. Yeah. Or yeah. like no one ever says that. Because I do think it's possible for men and women in the church to have the conversations without their spouses there. Yeah. Every single all the time. moment of yeah. the day. Like do you can with... do work. We don't, we, we personally don't follow the Billy Graham rule. I mean, it's not a bad rule, but we just don't. We haven't needed to right. so far. We're not rich and famous. So right. Right. I don't have to, go, <laughs> I don't have to go following after you on your speaking tour, making sure that you don't <laughs> wreck our marriage, which I feel like is what it's for. You know, well, if you were a really famous person, you would need to never be in a room with a what, another woman besides me. Because I'm just letting you know that. Because, because they're all well. Because people, I'm so amazingly, I have so I am so hot that well, women are and just that, like, that woman on <laughs> that woman on Twitter is unhinged, and she totally. I want one to with your husband. Yeah. <laughs> What's you, wrong with you? I don't, like you. No, you can't have. That. I don't. I mean, I think it's, it sounds like a, like a, like she's really wounded by the church, or not. I'm not about the church. Not by the church. Or by, 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 by not being able to be with men who are married. I don't understand well, why you want. Would, would you bet. want to like when you were single? Did you want to hang out with when you were when you were single as a Christian woman? Did you want to hang out with men apart from their husbands, apart from their wives? No, one on one. Like, was that? Would you think about that? Like, because. An objective desire you had, like just for friendship, not not talking like in a sexual way, like just for, did, no. And I also didn't. I felt uncomfortable with hanging out with single men, like who weren't married, who weren't married. <laughs> <laughs> incidentally, <laughs> like it was better to be in groups of people and to have. I had close female friends, who I spent one on time one time with, and then I would spend time with men in groups, like you know. And I well, no, I mean, I. Probably dated, went probably. on. I went out to see the Titanic movie with a, a young man who it was a charity date because <laughs> I had broken up with my longtime boyfriend and he felt sorry for me and took me to a movie. <clears throat> and was, he was a nice Christian man. He was super <laughs> nice Christian man, and people really behaved themselves in, <laughs> in that context. So that so was really great. But if I, if I know of a, a woman who 
who's coming and getting over being dumped by no, her boyfriend. Can. No, you can't. No, no, no. Can watch the Titanic together? <laughs> no. Can I take her on a charity date? <laughs> no. To develop our friendship. <laughs> so there's so many layers of friendship, and there are, I would say, there's a, a huge confusion. I don't like this business in modern life of talking about chosen family. People in the church have started to do this chosen family, you know, meaning they adopt that from, I don't know, Marxism or whatever, where you can just make quote family groups with whoever you want. You can have like your polycule or right, right. that's your chosen family. Well, Christians no, have started to, there's actually a, there's actually defined definition of family. family, right? Okay. That does, there is like a Venn diagram with the family of God. Mm -hmm. So people in the church are your quote, brothers and sisters in Christ. And that is a different kind of thing than friendship in the world, for sure. So family groups. But it's also not like blood brothers and blood sisters. You know what I mean? Okay, on one level, it's one level it's deeper because it's a spiritual. That this person said, a spiritual relationship that will go on forever. Right. Right. But on one level, it's not the same because you know most people don't want to have any kind, don't have any kind of attraction for their brothers or sisters. Right. And so, the, brother and sister is a really good use of the word you're not supposed to be attract you're not supposed to it's very complicated because we want people in the church to be attracted to each other and get married right right because great if you found the person you were going to marry in your local congregation right. but until you get married she's literally your right. sister right. so, so but, you, that, but that way it's not blood it's not, but that's not because you don't this is why this is why you can't just make the analogy well we're brothers and sisters so i can hang out with your husband alone no because we're not blood brothers and sisters. And that means there's like, it's not like me hanging out with Megan, you know, it's, it's, this is, this is a different, my sister's name is Megan, but it's, it's a, it's like, this is in the church. You're not blood related. So there's still, and you're not, and you're not totally sanctified either. Right. That's the part that everybody leaves out. You're not, and you might not even be like very sanctified at all. You could be very sanctified or like relatively not sanctified. <laughs> And oh, and very confused and self unself aware. It sounds like this woman may not be very self aware. Like I don't it, know. She doesn't know what she really wants. Does she thinks she wants friendship with women's husbands, but she may want more than that. So it sounds like she's trying to blur out the the married distinction and into the sort of family. So we're all one big family, yeah, but we're also actual families, right? And we come together and we include. So we in our church have to include single people yeah. in yeah. our family in, and integrate them, deeply integrate them, not just sort of superficially, but mm -hmm. make them part of our individual family groups. Inviting them over for, let me have, have, yes. But that doesn't erase the, the network of families. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The, the that the church is a family doesn't mean that you don't have a family. It's blood. Yeah, right. right. That, that that's that's there's not. And in fact, the Bible is very clear about this. Like, if you don't take care of your your family uh, uh, first, you're not even a believer. They say, like, like Paul says about uh, widows who are trying to help you get help from the church. They say, well, you need to they need your, your family, family needs to help, help you first, then you can come to the church and get help. Right. If you have no family, I right. mean, like, for heaven's sake, we believe in taking care of people we're we're literally like caring for a dying rabbit here for a person who has no family 
Right. We we have she's and a member stayed, of our church family. Right. And if we didn't have the apartment, she would have stayed in somewhere. She did stay in someone in our parish's house for a week before mm-hmm. Christmas. That's um, right. People have taken into her into yeah, their homes. Yeah. Okay, so there's a And we've taken numerous people into our home. Yeah. Um But you have to have a home to take them into, right? right. Like you can't just be like I love all the children of the world. There are actual <laughs> particular children. Didn't Michael Tower live in our house for like six months or something? No, we've had well. I could tell he lived in our house for a while. I don't think it was that long, but it was a while. Maybe just about six months. We had. <laughs> I love Michael. <laughs> no, and my friend moved in for six weeks when her with her girls, and oh right, we've yeah, yeah. had um, many people live in our house with us who were in dire straits. Dire straits. Like, so don't chatter at me about, but you have to have a particular family in order to invite people into that and care for them. Right. Okay. And here's one way, one thing you don't have to do though. You don't have to develop a deep personal close relationship with someone else's husband, (laughs) which is what it feels like they start with. They start there and then they back off and And then there's, well, you don't even let me talk to him in the parish hall. Yeah. (laughs) Well, of course you can talk to people in the parish hall and, and, and you can work on committees together. And it's nobody, like, of course the friendships are going to develop over those things. Like we're doing common work. People, I have friends in the church right now who are married women and I consider them friends, but, but, but not like when I was in high school, like where I just call up a girl who is my friend and say, Hey, let's go to lunch. <laughs> I mean, unless we, unless there's something ministerially to talk about, like, like I have no problem meeting one-on-one with girl with women for, uh, you know, to talk about, I mean, they're, and their pastor, like, so there's no problem at all in, in a public space. <clears throat> but, um, but I, but it's not like it was when you were before I was married where you, you, I did have very, very close, deep friendships with single women and I was a single man and I'm sure I was not as self-aware. Yeah. I'm sure like anybody literally could have come along and been like, Hey man, <laughs> Are you planning to marry her? <laughs> and then you've been like, what? I, we're just friends. <laughs> and then later she, she liked you the whole time, probably whoever it was, all of them. And then you were like, we're just friends. And then you go and date somebody else. And then she's super angry. And it's like the eighties <laughs> for long, long stretches of time. It's like the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> it's so terrible. <clears throat> but that's the thing though, that once you're married, you don't, when you're single, you can kind of see something, but when you're married, you your whole posture shifts yeah. as it is your your stance towards life shifts, and, or it should it right. should shift. If it didn't, there's something wrong with you, and you suddenly really need you want to be with your husband in a different kind of way, and you become a unit that single people can hang out with right. you as a unit, you know. Yeah, but they can't they can't break the unit apart. Yeah, even for fr- quote unquote friendship purposes. Yeah, and I, I don't think a lot of single people understand that. Um, some many do. I'm sorry, I don't feel. I think people who have this version of friendship. I don't think they understand that. I don't think they understand that, that marriage is a is so you become one person. So there's no like me being a friend with somebody outside of you, and there's no you being a friend with somebody outside of me. It just it just doesn't. It's, it's a, that 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 doesn't exist anymore. So the best uh, articulation of this is in Mrs. Miniver when she is trying to make her guest list because they want to have couples over and they, she moans for a page and a half about how it's so hard to have to make a good table 
when half one half of every couple is not sparkling and not that interesting. So you just want one member of the couple really for your perfect dinner party, but you can't have that because they have to both come and they're just basically the same person, but one half one is less sparkling. One is less sparkling and and she moans it's really wonderful. I I can't link to it because it's in a book. You'd have to go buy Mrs. Miniver, which is one of the best books in the English language, but uh, and you should because her little vignettes about marriage are literally perfect. This seems to link also to like this idea that we're telling each other before with the spiritual friendship that you can't, that married couples, they, they can't be friends. So yes, you, they have that's what's so, yeah. the, I, in the, that's what bothered me the most about Wes Hill's book <laughs> and Nate Collins, this sort of, this assumption, men and women in marriage can't be friends. Your wife cannot be your friend. She will not satisfy your friend need. She won't <laughs> fill that bucket up. You're going to have to get friends other places, probably. Namely male gay friends. <laughs> attracted to. <laughs> Which is so ironic because you can be, of course, you can be deep personal friends, somebody you're attracted to if you're of the same sex and outside of marriage. But then if two people in marriage who are attracted to each other are friends, there's no one, there's no description of that as if it even exists right in and, it, that and he was trying to, and he wasn't he arguing that it doesn't exist and yeah and it like historically myth. it doesn't exist it's a myth and it's just I, I i found that to be so i mean i don't who would say that does he the, i don't understand i've, I've don't met under, who haven't experienced it right but i mean just but just to say in the face of like the reality like so it's like saying the, the, there's no such thing as the sun or the sky is is you know it's a myth yeah, when it's actually right there, you could, he probably this person probably surrounded by couples who are married who have friendships, deep friendships. Um, and then like he's like wasn't even arguing it wasn't even biblical like uh, the, uh, like there was some the the Bible requires a different kind of I don't know. But, I think so. I gotta but, go but, back and read it again. But, uh, but I mean, I think the scripture, and you don't even have to have a scripture. Knowledge. Knowledge prize or whatever to know this. <laughs> Pretty much puts the marriage relationship as, as the key and core relationship that displays the gospel. And if you if you if husbands and wives can't be friends, then you can't be friends with Jesus. Yeah. Which is really awkward because a lot of people do probably have a hard time sometimes being friends with their spouse. That's true. But but so here's how you become friends with your spouse, because you could have an arranged marriage where you became friends. It's because it takes work, like just like any relationship you have to decide to one degree or another and then work on it and be fun become friends with each other by doing friendly things like talking to each other about your feelings (laughs) (laughs) talking about anything literally having even one conversation a week (laughs) married people think that magic magic happens and when they get married they don't have to communicate anymore right because they're married they're married it's like you know they're spiritually friends now so they're bound at the closest right so they should souls are mingled so they they don't have to actually mingle yeah yeah, they shouldn't have to do anything (laughs) at all like never speak (laughs) right i mean that is literally what the most of our marriage counseling boils down to almost always is are you guys having any time anytime you actually talk with each other and and usually they look at us like what it's like saying when people come every single week and they're really sad and they feel like god doesn't love them and you say did you pray did you try telling god anything (laughs) about yourself this week No. no I shouldn't have to because he knows everything. <laughs> oh, okay then. Well, let's just skip like 
literally the point of everything. <laughs> and you just do your own special thing yeah. that's literally not real. Yeah, I mean. So, no, mar- married people can be friends. Like, that's the point of the marriage relationship. One of the main points. It's one of the ways that God displays his relationship to, you know, to the Christ and the church. I don't know, but I feel like in the Godhead, I feel like they're friends. <laughs> like God, the Father, and God, the Son. Sweetie, now friends. you're getting into the eternal subordination of the Son stuff, and you're going to be in trouble. Okay, sorry. I just, <laughs> I just feel like sometimes they probably talk to each other and stuff. They, uh, they, sweetie, they're friendly. Stop being a heretic. Okay, sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. I think that uh, if people want to continue to have this conversation online, they should define their terms. First of all, whoever is going to tweet about it, define what you mean by the word friend. And then when you say, I just want to talk to your husband by himself, (laughs) say more about that. Where? When? Why? 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 why, why, That's the question I have. Um, And some some woman... um, uh, came onto my site, my Twitter page, and she was, uh, uh, she's an Orthodox person, um, single also, and she's a, uh, in Australia, and she was saying, well, why would you withhold the opportunity for your wife and another man to develop a, a deep, lasting friendship that would benefit both you and her and the body of Christ? What does that mean? I, yeah, I just, I mean, yeah, I, I, I hear that and I think, okay, well, let's, I mean, well, first of all, I'm not prohibiting you from doing anything. Um, right. It, if, if once someone, want, I mean, unless, unless some man comes to me and says, I want to spend a long time with your wife. <laughs> then you then say, say no. Back <laughs> off, buddy. Yeah. But, but if like, I, I think that we do have friendships with people who are opposite sex in, in the church, but, but there's, and, and those friendships are, uh, those are very rewarding friendships. All the, all the stuff this person said, yes. But that's that's divorced from what we're actually we're talking about, which is a person who wants to spend one-on-one time with your wife and develop and develop the friendship. Like, like, Where does it develop? What are you talking about? Yeah. Why, why, why do I... I don't ever want to develop a friendship with... I mean, I don't... You Okay, you satisfy all my friend needs. Okay. I, maybe I'm unique this way. I just don't have any needs for no, friendships. No, I think a lot of men don't. Need, don't need friends like if their wife was really their friend they really wouldn't need any other friends if they are feeling the need for other friends i would always say like are you actually being friends with are you really friends with your wife do you tell her everything huh. or because there are men who are like i need to go hang out with my friends or i couldn't possibly talk to my wife about that well why yeah. not like yeah is she a person can you have a conversation with her about yeah that? i mean i know I mean, I mean i okay so i know i know men who do like to hang out and watch football and those kinds of things and so i wouldn't but, but would but, you classify that as I, a friend i not the same thing we're talking about because i mean they're not developing close intimate personal relationships with their friends watching football they're drinking beer much football um and we're what our friendship is on a different level than that um, even taking away all the sex stuff, sexual stuff, like taking all the romantic stuff, our friendships are on a different le- level than that. I've, I've never had a male friend Praise of the God. same <laughs> level of friendship, of depth of friendship. And I mean, again, taking away all the sex, all the like, uh, male, female stuff. I've never had a male friendship that you and I have. I've never had a male friendship that has the depth of 
f- friendship that we have. Right. Well, and likewise. and I've never really wanted a friend, a male with a depth. Even even again, non sexual anything. I've never wanted a male friend to have that. It would it would be weird and creepy to me actually to have a, a friendship that deep with another male. Yeah, that's where the spiritual friendship stuff you can tell that it it veers sharply off course because you should just it you should desire that with somebody of the opposite sex that's why the family of god thing where we're all brothers and sisters is a little bit sketchy yeah, because yeah. while people are looking for their their you know true friend who mirrors the relationship of christ in the church you know you're kind of you have all these young people or i don't know single people wandering around looking for their heart <laughs> soul's friend and it's really scary like cuz you do, you need yeah. to only have that with one person who's the opposite sex from you and it is it's interesting uh, that that people think that's a myth like people who are attracted to the same sex think that's a myth but they know it's not a myth cuz they yeah have it for the wrong kind of person, right? right? Yeah. The very desire that they have indicates that To be really, that really close with another male or another woman, that's, yeah. that's what's it's not about. a myth. You yeah. can and should have that, but it, um, now, right, then there's lots of other layers, though, of ways that you can be with people or work with them or get to know them and be in- encouraged and find your life enriched by lots of a variety of different levels of relationships in the church, including people of opposite or same sex. Right. But none of those relationships are the one that we're talking about. Right. right? And in every conversation, those two things are conflated. Yeah. Every time. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And that's all sorts of their issue. But what would you say when someone comes back and says, uh, well, in heaven, you're not going to be married anymore. And we're all going to be that close. So why can't we, you know, aren't we supposed to make, aren't we supposed to live now as we're going to be living in heaven? No, I mean, I don't think we have that kind of ecclesiology or theology. We don't uh, live now we don't as we think, live in heaven. Yeah, no, because because in heaven, sin's not going to be there. Yeah. Right? There's going to, your flesh is going to be done away with. Like, not, I mean, like your physical flesh, I mean, like your, the, the, the sin nature is going to be cured. And when, the, in the eschaton, when Jesus comes and raises us up in our new bodies, <clears throat> we're not going to have, we're not going to have concupiscence. We're not, we're not right. going to want to have illicit sex with people, and they'll, they won't be tempted in that direction, in any case. And and so that's a different. We're just talking completely different categories here. Um, and and yes, marriage will be gone in heaven in the sense that there won't be reproduction and no need no need for people to marry or given there be given in marriage. Um, but that doesn't. That doesn't mean that now that, that the sexual urges and desires just can be sublimated to such an extent that they don't matter. It just it doesn't. I don't. Understand. It's like this weird immunitizing in the eschaton we always talk about yeah. with the with the um, name it claim it folks. Yeah, the, uh, you got to have heaven now, which you're supposed to keep your eyes on heaven, yeah. right? You should concentrate on it and think about it more than you probably do and but but the part that people always leave out when they're immunizing the eschaton is the holiness question like they don't factor in how holy everybody will be in heaven and how sinful everyone is now yeah how we're supposed to try to be holy now and trying to be holy now means that you don't get to do so many things (laughs) right but nobody wants to talk about that like holiness righteousness 
is often missed out as one of the things that should temper everybody's behavior and friendships and relationships and desires and activities. Dustin Messer has pointed this out on the Stanford podcast last week that, that one of the things that a lot of the ex-evangelicals fall into and a lot of people who are, I guess I would, I would categorize them as woke is they don't have a fully, a full, a full understanding of the fall. Like they're not, yeah. So they think they're perfectible. They think they think that um, the systems of the world can be perfected, made perfectly just, and 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 they, maybe they don't say it, but there's the the implication is that within the heart there's a purity there, and so it's not that's not the problem. The problem is outside. Yeah. <laughs> Fix everything outside the systems, and we'll be fine because we're Christians. We're you know we're, we're remade. We're, we're new people, and so we're fine. And, and we're made in the image of God in the first right. place. So like, it's, you know, it's real, we're kind of Pelagian way of thinking about sin. And that's, that, that's why you're not, it's not, it's never going to work. <laughs> and the other thing that's frustrating about it is that I think most people discount when they're considering the body of Christ. So they're probably lonely, right? Mm-hmm. And they need true deep friendships mm-hmm. and two things lack one. They are not really communing with God, they're not really praying. They're like looking for other people to fill that that bucket. And two, they don't want to face that actually being connected to people in the kingdom of, or in the church and the kingdom of God involves very few feelings. Like the feelings come so far down the line. Yeah. You have to make so many decisions of the will to act in friendly ways you have to be friendly in order to have friends. And then you, and that means like constant action of the body and the will for the good of others, where you just continually sacrifice yourself for other people without getting any feelings in the mix for ages. So in other words, you have to go on being friendly to people in the church for what I would say minimum of seven years before you can really begin to feel like you're part of it going to be part of the body and then and then your friendships real true deep friendships gradually emerge Mm -hmm, after mm -hmm. you have done activities with your body and your mind towards the good of other people uh, contrary to your feelings right that part is skipped all the Mm -hmm. time nobody thinks of that when they're talking about having one-on-one time with your husband Right. Like they didn't want to like labor in the soup kitchen for 25 years with no thanks. Yeah. Maybe they did. I shouldn't say that. But I mean, I feel like people are not old enough to even know how long it takes right, to right. do but things. I think, but you were saying like by just getting involved in the church, you're going to be, you're going to have these kind of close relationships develop over but time. It's and, gonna and it's going to be a natural time. way. Right, right. And the overtime part is what people don't want. They don't want the. They don't want it. Yeah, I think that's what the what people have. What people mean when they are talking about having an intentional relationship. They're trying to skip over the. Like the we'll time. just like, yeah we'll the, just decide that we love each other, and that we get on great. And sure, you do have to make a decision to do that, but then there's years of laboring and trying to get to know somebody right. across distance while doing something else usually. Yeah. Not not I mean. It's kind of like the thing where if you try to, like you're really trying to, 
I'm going to try, I'm going to concentrate on being happy. Yeah, you are. You, you know, you're not going to be happy, happy right? Yeah. But, but if you just do something else, you, happiness comes along yeah. and or joy comes along. And the same thing is true with like, friendship. Friendship. You, you, if you're, I'm, I'm, I'm going to develop my friendship with you. Uh, uh, then you're not, then that, like, that doesn't happen. It doesn't really happen. Want, it doesn't happen. If you say, it. hey, let's go do this ministry together, let's say, will you help me on this project or whatever, then friendships develop. Just, okay, but just as a caveat, yeah. I don't want people like now being like, oh, I'm not going to say I'm going to develop a friendship with you, but then like quietly <laughs> try to peel my husband <laughs> off. <laughs> why, are you thinking that? why are you thinking that the way your sister's? I know I would never do that. No, I know they're all totally godly and they never do anything. I think we're probably going to have to not worry about this. So, no, I mean, I'm 50 and you're, you're. Yeah, I mean, this is. <laughs> this, is a, this is a young person's problem. But, yeah. uh, <laughs> well, but I'm starting to freak out because our children are. 20 and 18 and 16 and they're all like mm. you know busy being brothers and sisters in christ with their youth <laughs> group people right yeah. and then you're thinking man <gasps> this, this is, is so way fraught. too much brothers and sisters yeah. <laughs> they should just be hanging out with the brothers or the yeah they're and like they're literal the sisters, brothers right, take right. your brother with you <laughs> <Right>. wherever you go <laughs> be <laughs> your sister will be going with you your actual sister <laughs> okay now we have to go take care of the bunny so I think we should skip our passion reading okay. and go care for Bella the bunny who needs more medicine. But uh, we're just so friendly. <laughs> we're friendly and we want to be your friend. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week.